I had to finally come to a place where I had to acknowledge to myself that John Tellerico did not like himself and could not look at himself in the mirror. So now here I am. And that's not why we're here, Lance. We're here to have love and joy and happiness and be excited every day. So what can we do if those of you guys are listening and having the same trouble? What can we do? First, get honest with yourself. If you're in pain or suffering or have been through some dark stuff, then share that with somebody. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. You guys, I got a great episode for you today if you are into deciding on actually believing in that you can create anything in your life. You can manifest things into your life. You can bring people into your life if you really believe it's possible. I know that may sound woo to some people, but honestly, I truly now believe anything's possible. If you focus your attention on something, you can bring it into your life. If you do things to align with that thing over and over again, you you have laser focus and you you reinforce the belief of that thing, you're going to eventually get it. And it can be like that with people too. And my next guest, John Tellerico, goes into that. He, he explained how he was able to bring certain people closer into his life and now he works with them closely. Really interesting guy. He's also one of our clients that we recently launched his podcast called The Million and You. He had a top 100, I think, it, no, he hit top 50 in entrepreneur right out the gate for entrepreneur category on Apple, absolutely killing it, doing really well. And his first guest was Les Brown. So there's an incredible story about him and Les Brown in this episode, and you guys are going to love it. And if you get value from it, share it with a friend, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button on Apple. Stay on top of all the episodes. They come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sit back, relax. John Tellerico coming right up. And here we go. John, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you, Lance. Great to be here. Great to be here. Looking forward to it all week. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. And I was like, we gotta, we're got we having a good conversation there, so I wanted to make sure that we hit record before we get all the good stuff out. <laughs> so, man, obviously, we're at a very interesting time in the world. Today, we're recording. It's July 17th. There's been, um, been a lot going on in the world in the last few months. It's been its own adversity. And where I'd like to kind of kick off, man, is, is what I've asked a few people is, if you could go back to January 1st, 2020, and you could give yourself a little piece of advice from what you know now over the last few months, what would you say? Wow, that's a great question, Lance. I would say to stop waiting, right? Seize each day. And I think... I personally sometimes don't put the priority into each day and we take for granted that days are always going to be there. And so stop waiting, stop waiting on your dreams, stop waiting to do those things that you want to do and stop worrying about how they're going to get done. Just start to change your mindset and have a belief that anything's possible. Uh, we've seen that and in a good and bad way, but yeah. really to take action every day and be grateful, be grateful that some people didn't wake up today. So January 1st, some, that was some people's last day the night before. Yeah. So 
Yeah, really just to seize the daylights and do all those things that you've been putting off doing. How, how has the experience of the last few months been for you? Have you, you know, how have you, because it's funny because a lot of people, it's been a wave. It's been, some people actually thrived during COVID. Some people didn't. Some people were doing well. And then there was, you know, just lots of craziness going on in the world in general. And for myself, even I went through ups and downs and holy man, being challenged. You know, how has that been for you personally? Yeah, for me, I've tried to find the, the good in all this situation. I wouldn't be sitting here today, I don't think, if it wasn't for what happened because that for, it, it didn't even force me. It allowed me to really look at what I was going to do over these few months. And I said, okay, let me do some things that I said three years ago I wanted to do. I started my own podcast. I started being guests on other podcasts. And we have all this time now, so there's no excuse anymore. So I've been able to really use this time to propel my business. It's, I've been busier than I've ever been. And work and business and speaking and, and everything else is going great. The hardest thing for me has been my, my four and a half year old daughter lives in Toronto. So that's been a, a very difficult thing for me is not being able to see her. Uh, lately, she's wanting to keep me on the phone on FaceTime for two and three hours at a time. So I know it's hard on her too. But I think during also this time, it's allowed us, even though it's not in person, to develop even a closer bond and relationship. Uh, I think fathers and mothers have spent more time probably in these last three months with their kids than they have their whole life. And so I try to find the good in all this. I, I do believe that there's a more of a global lesson that the universe, God, spirit, mother, moon, whatever you believe is wanting us to wake up and start uh, appreciating one another, appreciating what it means to be a human being and recognize the truly great riches in life are the ones that don't cost any money. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's been, it's been such a test for learning the lessons that you need to learn. You know, if you need to slow down, it's been a good chance to slow down and if you reflect. And if it's a good time to step on the gas, it's a good time. It's a good time for, it's been challenging too for families who aren't used to spending that much time together and they're forced to spend more time. And, and it's really interesting, you know, how every person has a different, has had a different experience and a different outlook. You know, it's, um, very much so. you know, it's, it's forcing people to actually uh, communicate, Lance. They're having to now speak to each other, which is great, but it's probably very uncomfortable for a lot of people because especially the younger generation, uh, they, you know, they're on their phones all day long and text and kind of the, the, numb themselves to any kind of real heart to heart communication. And so it's, it's been a challenge. Mm. So you, let's go back to the beginning. Let's, let's, uh, I want to hear a bit about your background. You grew up in Flint, Michigan, right? Wasn't, yes. I mean, that's, uh, we've all heard about the different things that have gone on there. And I would love if you could just walk us through what it was like for a young John growing up in church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that good old Flint, Michigan. Lance. Well, I grew up a little bit before you, but I grew up in a time where my parents were very young when they got married. They got divorced by the time I was age seven. And at that time, that wasn't really a common thing. So there was already some stigma around that. And I, and then for the next two years, my mom, the next thing I know, she's dating the next door neighbor. Well, for the next two years, his daughter, my babysitter, was 20. She you know, did things that babysitters aren't supposed to do. 
So that led me on a path really that uh, caused me to start drinking at age 12. Um, and I kept everything to myself. I gained a lot of weight. I just uh, was just on the outside, made sure that everyone knew that everything was okay. But on the inside, I was really just confused and, and just didn't understand what was going on. But the one salvation I had was my grandmother. And she always told me, study hard, go get a good education and get, get out of here and you can do something with your life. So I poured myself into school and I went into college, got out of, got out of Flint and ended up going to graduate school, applied to one school, ended up moving to California. And, but I still never dealt with what I had to deal with Lance. And so that was, uh, I would always do really well and then things would collapse, do well and collapse. And I had a lot of anger back then. Uh, I just, I didn't have any way to express or really heal from what had happened to me. Hmm. So I got fired from every job I had. Uh, and I really always had that entrepreneur spirit where I wanted to, wanted to work for myself. So that's it. I ended up moving to California and, and spent the next 20 years out there. So let's let's dive into like the anger because I I think we all have these things that come out you know from the the early days of our lives and it's really interesting and you know how we process those things and it's just like an it's an ongoing thing right sometimes we think that we've dealt with it and then it's it's one of those things that that comes to the surface you know for me i i have a lot of anger issues too from growing up so much fighting in my family it was just like it was that was the default for me my parents just fought and it that was that reactive feeling is like what all i knew was so nowadays if i find that if i don't program myself properly then i go to that default instead of knowing better right knowing that that doesn't solve it but still sometimes that happens how do you how do you with day-to-day life when things happen like what are some things that you do to kind of get yourself primed so that you 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 know that you know or at least like how do you navigate through those emotions when they're coming on sure yeah no great question Lance now what I do is I have a system in place and, and it doesn't always work I still have to catch myself and correct myself sometimes but the first thing it starts with is awareness. Yeah. And for me, I had to be honest with myself for years. I'm talking a lot of years, Lance. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror because I did not like who I saw. I, I hated myself. Mm. And so I would wash my face and like look up on an angle almost so I didn't even have to catch a glimpse of myself. So as I got older and started to look into more of the personal development field and, and really working on myself, I started to realize, hey, I'm doing the same behaviors over and over again and I then I try something else and I'm hoping something else will change and it doesn't change so I started to really dive deep into understanding how I was thinking and I was like you said angry I would blame everyone a a victim Um, you know this person did this to me so that's why my life is not how it should be right so when the day that stopped when I said I'm at where I'm at because of all the choices I made in my life no matter what happened to me I'm here because of the choices I made, no one else. And so when you take responsibility for your life, 100% responsibility, that's when the day that things started to change. So now what I do, Lance, is I I make sure that I get up and I write down 10 people or things I'm grateful for every day. I actually, I meditate for 20 minutes, then I do my gratitude list. So that's helped tremendously. Another thing I've done is I will read the self-confidence formula from Think and Grow Rich. 
it's you know five steps. I read that in front of the mirror every day. And so I put in place things that help to replace the negative beliefs that were instilled and almost programmed in us. I don't think most of us understand by age seven or so, we've got about 95% of our programming already locked in from our environment or from our parents. And so most people run on autopilot. Most people would rather die than think. I think Earl Nightingale said that. So it's important to have a plan, like you said, it's every day. It's almost like you have to make sure that those things are there to help you because we're bombarded with so much negativity these days. It's such a good point. And that's exactly what I do too. And is, is meditate and then do the gratitude or some sort of like journal practice. Like I find that to be so valuable, just even like a brain dump of thoughts and then get into gratitude or, you know, just to really, if that I find in my life, if I do that, I just, everything flows better for the rest of the day, you know, and then some movement or something. It's, it's almost like you're, you're telling the universe that you're ready for anything and then nothing really gets you off. Like I find if I do those things, nothing, no, no matter what comes at me, I know how to handle it properly, but it's always the days that I don't do that, that it's like, huh, all right, I'm going to show you, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And I really think, you know, I've talked about daily routines so many times on here and I really believe that that is just the key factor in, in taking responsibility of your life and your morning. Otherwise it takes control of you. Yes. You know, you, you gotta be the driver of your life and not the passenger. And it's so easy to just, just, just forget about that and let the world sort of dictate you, especially with these phones. Yes. Right. You wake up and you automatically into that zone. If you're looking at it. Uh, One thing I talk about and speak about and teach my clients is that if you don't master your mind, it, it will master you. And so it's so important to understand that mindset is probably about 95% of what will determine your results in your life and your success. And so many of us spend our, our life running our lives from our, our sensory factors, what we can see and hear and touch and feel and smell. But the true gift, the true beauty in life is when you realize that those things that were with you when you were really young and yet they were kind of almost beaten out of you not to use anymore you know when you're in school you're daydreaming and your imagination is the greatest gift ever created that's when you start to live from your imagination and your intuition that voice that you know it's that that people call it the gut feeling whatever you got whatever you want to call it but that's really your intuition the higher self talking to you when you start to go from that place you can create the most amazing things in life and the problem is we've been so conditioned to if we don't see it we don't believe it And so it's that shift that's so important. And when you actually understand and realize that, then, boy, man, your life will really take off. Yeah, or we let the other influences get in the way of that. You know, we get that initial initial gut feeling, you know, that's your truth, that's your soul, that's your... But then immediately we'll go and start to doubt our ego wants to protect us or we care about what other people are saying. It's fascinating yes. how it happens. It's I, I call it the committee, Lance, the committee yeah. in our head, right? The demons of doubt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just because we've been programmed and conditioned that way to believe and think realistically, right? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Like stop dreaming. Think about what's going to, that's what I was told all the time. Like, 
Don't, you know, just do something that's going to make you, you know, that's the safe route. Everybody's, everybody's doing this. This is where you should go. You know, you'll get a pension, you'll do all that. And so many people do that and that's fine, but that's not for everybody. You know, that's, that's just, in my opinion, Lance, that's just existing. It's not living. You know, we're here for a a period of time. and, And for me, success is really doing what you love to do. It's not about the money. It's about doing what you love to do and setting goals so that we can grow. So, okay, I want to kind of talk about how you got into personal development. So, what were you studying in school? And what I find fascinating is that point where there's that call, there's that thing, there's that, that either the event or that person or something that you pick up that first book or you see right. that person speak. And then all of a sudden, boom, you, you're like, whoa, you, you, you gravitate towards it and you want to explore more. What was that for you? For me, it was when I was in my teens, I lived with my grandmother for a year or two, and she used to make me listen to Les Brown every Sunday on the radio. And he was speaking at the first <laughs> That's awesome. Unity Church in Detroit every Sunday. And she loved that man. And I'd say, Grandma, one day I'm going to meet this guy. And from there, she got me a book by Og Mandino. And then I started looking into more of the cassettes back. <laughs> this dates me a little ants, but, uh, and the Nightingale Conan stuff and Earl Nightingale, who is probably one of the greatest you know, radio voices around. And then I got exposed to thinking we're rich. So it started back then and started working in my mind about, wow, this is some stuff that's possible. But guess what, Lance? Because I hadn't dealt with my anger or my other issues, I would start and sabotage myself. I would stop uh, and blame other people for my results. So I always, from that point, I always had the, the hunger to know that there was some reason while I'm here why I'm here and to do something more with my life. And I went through these up and downs and it was probably, uh, when the secret came out, I love to travel, but I was going broke traveling. So I'm like, here's something unique. You can, you know, use the law of attraction to attract me. I said, let me attract uh, a lifestyle and a job that will allow me to travel the world and be, be paid handsomely for it and, and meet and hang out with influential people. And so I saw The Secret, then I read The 4-Hour Workweek and started to learn more about online marketing, affiliate marketing. And so I said, okay, well, let me, let me work on this. And that's kind of where, where that whole thing came from. You know, around that time, because I've, I've interviewed people and I love the cassettes, that era, because I hear it a lot. It's amazing, man, because that was such a, that's such a powerful time. And, but what I find interesting is a lot of people doubted it that that stuff they thought it was it was bs or whatever you know and to really listen and understand that then was a lot harder now you know nowadays you have literally people like dr joe dispenza showing the science of this stuff like literally showing you that it changes your brain when you do these things right and back then it was kind of on a hunch like you know deep down but people wanted to have this well it's I don't believe it because I can't see it conversation. And so many people, I feel like we knew that it worked back then, but you know, but they, we couldn't do it because there wasn't that proof. How did you navigate through people and did you tell anybody about it or were you really just like, this is going to work? And because it was it because of your grandma that you really decided like I'm doing this. 
you know what happened, Lance, is I started going to some of these events. This is probably 2007, eight, some of these okay. large events back then, they called them pitch fest, you know, and I, but yeah. we always have a keynote speaker and Les Brown was a keynote at one of them. And so I happened to see him in the lobby of a hotel and I just went up to him. Sometimes all it takes is you just taking action and the, and the universe will reward you. I went up to Mr. Brown, my grandmother loved you dearly. I swore to her one day I would meet you. And he said, where are you from? I said, Flint, Michigan. He says, what are you doing tomorrow morning? And he invited me for breakfast the next day. So that started that. And that started me thinking to myself, wow, anything really is possible. And from that, I, I used that same mindset to start looking around at who I wanted to create relationships with. Well, I wanted to know how I could become the best online marketer, how I could, could become the best person teaching mindset. So I said, let me build a relationship with Bob Proctor. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure something out. So I started going to hear Bob Proctor speak. Now, this is a man who's given his life 58 years now to the study of uh, human improvement, Think and Grow Rich. He teaches from that book. He still has his original copy, but he's dedicated his life to that. And he's influenced hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. So I wanted to learn from the best. So what I did is I said, okay, let me listen to Bob. And I'm like, how can I do something a little bit different to build a relationship? Not, not just with Les, but also with Bob Proctor. Because you know how it is, Lance. Everybody wants to get uh, a hold of these guys. They want to you know, become friends with them. They want to do business with them. So I said, let me take a different uh, approach. And what I, what I learned by going to all of Bob's seminars was that he loved this one song. Uh, I can see clearly now. It's a bright, bright, sunshiny day. I won't sing Lance. Your, guests, your listeners will hang up. <laughs> but it's that song you know, by Johnny Nash. I think I can see clearly now. Oh, yeah. right? Lance, I'm talking every break. Before the break, he'd play it. Coming back from the break, he'd play it. Lunch, he'd play it. This song, nonstop for, you can imagine, two and a half days. So I'm like, this guy really loves that song. Uh, and on a whim, I said, well, let me go where everyone goes to do research, Google, and see if that guy's even still alive. Maybe I can get him to autograph something for Bob because Bob was turning 80 at the time. And sure enough, I hunted him down. Turned out he was a recluse, kind of a never really appeared in public for the last 30 years. But I was persistent. That's another thing. We can't give up. I was determined to do this. And it took me a couple weeks to figure out. I found some court documents of some failed business he had done. There was a phone number. Called it. It was a woman. Explained around, hey, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Bob Proctor's. Bob loves Johnny's song. He plays it at all his things. He's turning 80. If I send you an album, will you autograph it? Have Johnny autograph it. And it was his wife. She says, sure, no problem. So when you get those opportunities, Lance, you have to – take advantage of them and make it as easy as possible for people. So I went to eBay and spent $5. I sent the postage, the return postage. I sent the marker, even the tape, the letter. All she had to do was get Johnny to sign it. And sure enough, he did. I framed it and dropped it off. Now, Bob didn't know who I was yet. I just dropped it off at his next event and left. And within an hour, his son called me. He knew a mutual friend of ours and said, Dad, I want you to come back. Bob brought it up on stage in front of 500 people and I think a couple thousand watching online. And now it's hanging in his office in his house in Toronto. I have an endorsement from Bob on business partners with him and it's just been a, a real blessing. So that's how I, I know this stuff works, Lance. Wow. That's yeah. an incredible story, man. Like that's such a good lesson, like a real life lesson on how to attract or, you know, really, if you want to get close to somebody or 
bring them into your life, like you really got to think outside the box. Like you really got to do something thoughtful and not just like everybody else, you know, and in, especially in a world today where there's just so much surface level crap. Like there's not a lot of like people being genuine, like people actually caring. And I really like that, man. That's valuable. Oh, man. So I've used that over and over again, not only with Bob, but with Les as well. Les asked me to come run his company for a while. Now we're business partners. He's my client. Uh, it's just six years ago, these guys didn't know who I was. I used the same strategy and I teach this to my students. I call it little things for big connections and how, how you can be unique. And so there's a billionaire in India. I, he called through a mutual friend and wanted Akon, the singer, to come perform at his birthday party. Now, he had his person call me and said, can you do it? I'm like, sure, why not? And I had no idea where or how to get a hold of Akon, but I'm like, okay. Uh, I went to Google again, and so I was performing in Toronto. I flew to Toronto, waited to try to figure out how I was going to meet him. Well, there was 10,000 people at this event. So I'm like, there is no way I'm getting backstage. So I said, all right, let me go back to Google again. And sure enough, there was an after party that night in a, in a strip mall. So I went there. It was an interesting part of town. And I go in and I see him sitting up there in the little VIP section with, with the, his whole crew. And there was a woman next to him. And I said, okay, let me just wait. When she goes, makes her move to the restroom. I don't know. She's got the, the biggest bladder of any woman I've ever seen. I waited for two and a half hours. Finally, she made her move. And I went to the kind of, I guess you call it uh, innocent stalking, but she came out and I said, look, um, I'm a little bit old to be a groupie, don't need a photo, no, no autograph, I have money, it'll be wired next week, I have a client that wants him to come perform at his birthday party, can you introduce me to the right person? And sure enough, she said, sure, follow me. Lance, within three weeks, we, he and I, Akon and I, and uh, the same woman, and the bodyguard and the DJ were on our way to India for the birthday party. And then from that, I've been able to travel the world with him for the last six, seven years, going to just uh, amazing events. Uh, the billionaire client is a very uh, dear friend. Uh, they own one of the football clubs in England. So uh, it just it's amazing that when you start to open your mind to possibility and you start giving first lance and helping other people first, how the universe rewards you. Wow. I'm trying to process that, man. That's, <laughs> that is incredible that is no, that Lance, is, it works it really works and so, I, yes. yeah it's i'm just like you know because you hear about this is what i like about this is that it's actually practical stuff that you've done that has worked <laughs> so walk us through let's say somebody is sitting there listening right now and they're even for me now you got my wheels going about yeah. certain guests that i want you know like yeah. the yeah. tony robbins and these people that i'm like oh man how do i you know to get those wheels going, let's say somebody wants to manifest somebody or something in their sure. life. What would you say to them if they wanted to, like right now, to take steps towards doing that? So I, I have this thing, I call it two people removed, Lance. I believe not, I don't believe in six degrees of separation. I believe, and I, I know this and I've proved it, I can get to anyone in the world through either you or somebody you know who can help me get to that person. So first thing you have to do is know that you can get to anybody. Now, the next thing you have to do is you have to be very clear on your message. Why do you want to get to that person? If it's just to take a photo or, you know, the, you, you know people uh, love to say that they know these people and they run and take a selfie and post it on Facebook. Yeah. Like their business partners or something. So you have to be in integrity and I think very clear on what your intention is. 
Now, you're, you are doing a great service here with your podcast, helping people get through things, bringing on great guests. So to have Tony on your show would not only help your show, but it would help all your thousands of listeners. So that's a very good reason as to why and how to get Tony Robbins on your show. So how would we go about, let's just use him for example. And you have to have the mindset that anything's possible. So we don't take no for an answer and we hold the belief that I can do this. So what do we do? Well, you can imagine Tony probably gets a thousand requests a day to be on podcast. Yeah, literally. He doesn't know Lance from the guy next door, right? So now what we do, we do, we spend some time doing research, Lance, understanding what's really important to Tony. What it, maybe that use uh, his charitable contributions, some organizations he volunteers for, and maybe you can help out or donate to those causes. You can volunteer at some of his events. Right now it's, it's a little bit hard. But you, you really need to do your research on the person that you want to build a relationship with and find out what is important to that person. Mm. Now then, when someone that level, you're going to get the gatekeeper or gatekeepers. So you also want to do research on them. You know, LinkedIn, Facebook, it makes it so easy to, to get to know people without them even knowing you. And the next thing is, so do your research. Then next thing is how are you going to make your approach? Well, you, get, you need to do enough research that you have the proper emails to the right people. You don't go right for Tony. He'll never reply. And, and it's probably not him reading the email anyway. So find out who the gatekeeper is. And then I can't tell you how many emails I've seen for stuff I do with Les or Akon or, or even Bob Proctor. They, they go in, it's almost like a book. No one's going to read those. You've got to just be short and to the point. Hi, my name is Lance. I'm a, a host of uh, Adversity University podcast. Interested in having Tony on the show. Here's what we're doing in the community and tie it in maybe to something that's important to him. You have to let go of all expectations. Lance. You can't be like, and then if they say, no, okay, okay, let me regroup and figure out how now I can go back again on another angle. You just don't give up. You just don't give up. I was, I, and I've done this and I do this over and over again. Another person in the, in the online marketing space, probably the, one of the best and top digital marketers, Onyx Singal. I don't know if you know of Onyx. I've, I've heard him, yeah. Yeah, he's done a quarter of a billion dollars. So I told you earlier in the show, I wanted to be and learn how to be one of the best online marketers as well. So what did I do? I saw and looked at all these different people and said, I keep seeing this guy, Onyx Singal's name. I'm not hearing anything bad. I'm hearing a lot of results. I want to learn from him. So, and this is a great example. So what did I do? I went to Facebook, started looking up what's important to Onyx. He's obviously very close to the community in India. That's very important to him. And he made it very clear that he loves Bollywood. And his favorite actor in his dream was to meet a guy named Shah Rukh Khan one time. That would be the equivalent kind of like meeting Michael Jackson over here. One of the 50 most influential people in the world. Thousands come over to his house in, in Mumbai, India, just to say, uh, to get a glimpse of him on his birthday. So I knew that was important, Anik. But I also knew Anik is a, a wonderful and family is super important to him. And his father is the most influential person in his life. So what did I do? I, I looked a little bit into his dad and I understood his dad loved cricket. And so the sport of cricket. So because of these same principles, I've, I've also built a relationship with arguably the greatest cricket player of all time, Lance, when I lived in Trinidad. Use the same stuff that I teach and he's now one of my clients and closest friends. And uh, he has a stadium named after him. That's how big he is, Lance. And so I, name is Brian Laris. And I asked Brian, would you autograph a bat for me? Now, Anik didn't know me. Brian signed the bat. cost me $50. I flew to an event that Anik was speaking at. And 
his business partner was there. I went up and said, hey, uh, is Anna here? He's <laughs> no, he canceled. So again, persistent science, you can't give up. So I said, well, here, I have this for his father. I just you know, wanted to say hi, and I know his dad's a real big cricket fan. Could you get me on a call with him sometime? He says, okay, I'll give it to him. Went to another event. Anik didn't show up again, and I saw the same guy, Lance. And I said, actually, I understand Anik wants to meet Shah Rukh Khan. I said, when he goes to India next, I will go to India, and I will take him to his house. And the guy looked at me like I was on drugs, Lance. Like, it'd be like you, you coming up, and you don't know me, and say, hey, John, you want to go meet uh, – you know, LeBron James or something like that, yeah. right? I'm like, okay, sure, Lance. He's And I'm like, no, no, really, look at this. Here's his phone number. I will take Anik to the house to meet him. And I said, I would like Anik to speak to him about marketing. This was about eight years ago, Lance. And maybe you could have Anik say that uh, I want to have him explain how we could maybe use online, you know, Facebook back then. It wasn't really big in India. So... He's like, I'll pass the message on. And so I got on his email because I never heard from him. And I, I just followed up, Lance. It was persistent. Finally, a guy calls me. And is this John? Yeah, this is Onyx. You keep blowing up my email every month. And you, I hear you're supposedly going to take me to meet Shah Rukh Khan. I'm like, come on. I said, yeah, sure. He's like, if you're serious, why don't you come to my office here in Washington, D.C. and we can talk about it. I said, okay. So two days later, Lance, I, I flew up there and called him. I said, hey, uh, I said, Onyx, I'm here at your train station. Can you come pick me up? So. Next thing you know, a month later, Lance, we're in India. Uh, I said, Anik, here's how it'll work. You'll get a 15-minute call. Notice, you need to be ready, and we'll go. I don't know which day or when at time. So eight days went by, Lance, and he's getting a little bit furious and fed up. Finally, the call came, picked him up, and he's he just still looking at me in the car to go to the house. And, and he knows the area where this guy lives. So we're heading that way, and he's like, maybe this is really going to happen. Well, sure enough, it happened. We stayed there for an hour, and... From that, he is now one of my closest friends, Lance. Wow. Yeah. Huge. That's huge value in networking and, and getting to these people. Like a lot of people don't understand. For, you know, for me in my own journey, that's one big thing. Like when I'm going after a guest, it's always, and I tell people this as well. I say, you really got to, like you said, do research. You got to connect with them on something different something that moves them or some sort of like saying, I liked your book just isn't good enough. Yeah. Right. Like I've, I really, I like getting into some sort of deep thing that not many people would know. And it'd be like, Oh wow. Okay. Like that's, that's the level you have to really be like, why would this person care? You know, you got to look at it like that. They're getting so many different people and it's just such a valuable lesson that you're saying because you got to think outside the box. I, I agree with you, Lance. And because everyone, if they're really honest with themselves, Lance, and most of them have a self-seeking agenda, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. But make that clear. Don't try to uh, pretend it's something different. Yeah. But totally. once, I can't tell you how many times I've been working with Akon and, and Bob and Les, all these guys for eight years. I don't think one person's ever asked me, emailed me, and said, "Hey, can I help volunteer or can I just do something?" It's always, "Hey, I got a great idea." If Akon just does this for me, well, he's going to make so much money. If Les does this, oh, man, it's going to blow up. Well, they already have plenty of money. They have celebrity status. They're at the top. So yeah. try, try, try a different approach. Mm, great lesson. How, so let's, let's talk about um, marketing, online marketing. How has that been for you and how has it changed over the years? You know, from when you got into it to now, 
Walk us through some of the, the struggles that you faced and maybe some things that you've learned and that you've applied now that would help some people out there who are trying to navigate this crazy world online. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult, Lance. And I see because I get bombarded by the same emails and the next one is better than the one before. And so people who don't know online marketing, who don't know entrepreneurship, they'll see an ad and sign up for a course or the masterclass and they'll go enroll. And then they'll see another one and then they'll go over there. And even when they do enroll, there's so many bells and whistles inside these, these sites that you know, 80% of people just give up. So for me, as I started to be, have a, become and have a friendship with Onik, I started seeing all this stuff about affiliate marketing and, and all these things. But <clears throat> I would start and stop, start and stop. And I had to, and even though eventually Onik uh, started to push me into more public speaking for some of his events, <clears throat> I was still trying to do stuff that he wanted to do. And I think it's so important for all of us to realize that we have our own path. Mm. That Lance, you are the best at doing your podcast. <clears throat> Me, I had to realize, and I had to be honest, that the truth was, Lance, that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do online marketing or affiliate marketing. I wanted to speak. I wanted to teach people mm. how that they could use and get the right, how they could connect to themselves first, <clears throat> to the right mindset, and then get the right message, and then take that to the right market. Mm. because that's what it took for me to really turn my life around because I was always so worried about what everyone else thought about outside me. My outside life ran my inside life. And so my recommendation is until people get the right mindset of being truly honest about what they really want, then none of these things are going to work. None of them. <clears throat> you, you see, I'm sure you, you, I don't know if you sell courses or bought courses, but if your heart's not in it, you'll buy it because you get sucked up in the emotion of, you know, these, these guys are great at selling. That's what they do yeah. and they close. And then what happens? You go right back to where you were. You go to some of these seminars for two or three days. You get fired up. You leave there on a high. And what, within a week, it's back to the same thing because you're only changing the outside surface. You're not going deep into what we talked about earlier and really getting into your subconscious mind about why am I programmed the way I am and why am I running my life the way I am. And until you dig deep into the subconscious mind plans, your life won't change. Mm -hmm. So if I have any recommendation, it's to make sure you guys get very clear on what it is you want. Not what you think you want or what someone else might think is good for you. And usually it's not about the money. When you pursue your dream life, so you're doing this podcast, you're helping change people's lives. I know you, you wake up and you, when you're done with each episode, you have a feeling of fulfillment because every show, you know you're going to touch somebody's lives and, and change that life. For, for better. Yeah, that's been the absolute biggest. This having a podcast was the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And I never knew that that's what it was because I was starting out in the online marketing world doing direct selling. I felt I was competing with a lot of people and everybody had the same stories. And I was like, I need to separate myself and build some trust with people and have my story, right? And, and then I created the podcast for that reason. But I didn't realize what this podcast would do and what it would turn into. And it's, it's amazing that you say that too, because even in my own life, you know, we're putting together a course, you know, a mentorship program course, but it's, it's been really challenging for me because I've never really marketed anything before or sold anything and I'm learning. And, and I have that that belief in myself that like, well, maybe nobody's going to want to use it, do it. And I forget because 
we forget that others see us differently than we see ourselves. And on, I still have that. I'm not good enough feeling sometimes that why would anybody want to, you know, but then I know that what I can bring, I know the value we all do, but then there's sometimes there's that self-talk that's like, you can't do this. Nobody cares. Right. You know? And, and it makes it challenging. So you, you bring up these courses and stuff online. It's like, how do you, how do you sell your course or just get yourself out there without being really salesy and slimy, but still have that like real feel to it with, without, you know, having to like trick people into it. You know, like there's a lot of like weird trickster stuff with marketing and, you know, how do you get the best of both where you can still be true, offer this to people, but still have a sales and marketing side to it and to get the right people. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think the first thing that you and I, and I had to learn this lesson too, Lance, just recently is that when you, you know, everyone sells, everybody sells. You're, you know, we're in business because we want to make money. But so then what are you selling, Lance? And you have to understand that when you sell to somebody, you're not selling to do something to someone. You're selling them to do something for someone. So make sure what you're, you're offering is going to really change your life. You, you know, there's so much junk out there. There's so much fluff and, and fake stuff and fake followers. People buy stuff. People now, they, they put fake comments in, in webinar chats. So if you just stay true to who you are, because I know you care, Lance. You care that your message gets heard and you care that it makes a difference. I think if you stay true to who you are and that comes across in your product, when you do your marketing, you don't do what those other people do that you know that they're, they're not doing things in integrity and they're, they're pushing the limits, the black hat or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You will attract the customers that you need. Yeah. That's what I believe. But you have to do it from a place of really wanting to change people's lives and really caring. And you also have to look at it, Lance, is I know because I follow you and see what you're doing in the community and, and in everything, is that by holding back, Lance, you are actually hurting people who need to hear your message. So in a, in a weird way, and I had to learn this lesson as well, you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. And so someone had to beat this into me about six times, Lance, because I created a course over four years ago, Lance, and, and Anik and all my other friends, just it became a running joke because I was terrified to release it. And I thought, oh, well, it's not ready, you guys, yet. It's not ready, it's not ready. Well, I wasn't ready because what I realized is that I was creating this course for my friends who are all, are all the top guys in online marketing. It wasn't a course created because John wanted to create something that I was passionate about. It was something that I thought that they wanted me to do. Uh-huh. And so it sat, Lance. It sat for three years, three and a half years. Wow. Until I woke up and said, what does John Tellerico really want to do? What do I love to do? And I went back to what I went to school for that. And it was to help people and to teach people. I wanted to be a teacher. When I went to University of Michigan, I studied history. And then I ended up going to University of Southern California, taking my MBA. And I was actually a, a, a teacher there to help pay my tuition. I want to teach people and help people. Mm. So I went back and redid the course. And in the last six months, my life has just transformed tremendously. I've got all kinds of great clients. I, you know, I'm, I'm here talking with you. I have started my own podcast that I never thought I would do. And I realized that by sharing my message and my experience, I could give people hope that anything is possible, no matter what they've been through. Lance, no matter where they're at right now, it doesn't matter. 
but people need hope these days because a lot of people have just given up. And if you listen to the news, you listen to all the other craziness, it's just, uh, you know, you, people are defeated. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we, our job, yours, mine, and others, is to keep that fire lit inside of those people or to reignite it even. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man, that's just so powerful. And one other thing I wanted to ask you as well is, you know, how did you get into speaking? Because this is something that I really want to do. Yeah. It's one of those things that I feel like, just like you said, it's like, well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. Like, it's like writing a book too. I, I, I'm going to write a book, but it's when, when are we ever ready? It's like, we yeah. got to be ready now. You know, how did you get into speaking? How did that even start? That again came from building my relationship with, with Anik uh, Sigal Lance. I, I remember the exact morning, 2016, and he sent me an email that in the subject line said, uh, bro, you're speaking at my event. And I thought that was one of his, you know, Anik loves to email people and he's known for email. And I'm like, what is he doing with this subject line? He's going to uh, like upset half the women that, that read this email. And then I start reading it. It's like, uh, I've seen what you do for everyone else, including me. And I'm tired of you helping everyone else and not helping yourself. I want you to speak at my event. I will not take no for an answer. Mm. And I can already hear you say, oh God, I don't know what I'm going to speak about, blah, 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 blah. So I called him. I said, is this for me? He says, yes. So I think... Sometimes it's just like letting people know or putting that intention out, Lance, that you want to speak. I told him before that, I told him before I wanted to do more, I wanted to teach. So he actually, that was the start of my speaking career. And then he said, oh, don't worry, I'll help you, I'll help you. Two months went by, Lance, not a word. The night before I was supposed to go on stage, I was so nervous. I'm like, can you look at my presentation? I printed it out and had it in one of those old trapper keepers from school. Yeah. <laughs> he's like what the hell what is that i said this is my presentation he's like it's on paper i said yeah i'm old school <laughs> and he never looked at it last and he just pushed me on stage and so you know what i found is i just was honest i went on stage and told everyone it's my first time ever speaking there was 800 people there last yeah wow a powerpoint that was supposed to last 45 minutes by uh i looked down and 19 minutes were gone and i was done but I think you just have to take a leap of faith and just start letting people know, Lance, that you want to speak, letting them know that you want to speak. So you have a great platform already to speak and you got, you know, you yeah. get great practice. And now there's all these virtual summits. It makes it a lot easier for you to speak. So again, it comes back to getting very clear on what you want. And I think it's so important that we write down and stay focused and remind ourselves on a daily basis about our, our goals. Mm. Yeah, we really got to review those and remember the why behind it, don't we? I mean, I know that in theory, but I guess I don't, and I bet you majority of people listening don't review those things every single day, you know, and think and grow rich. Review yes. your statement of truth or whatever it is before you go to bed and after, or, you know, whatever that looks like for you, but you literally have to keep looking at it, like, or put it on the wall or something. And that is something that, if you don't keep programming that, then you're going to forget. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Lance, because I was going to reference that. I'll speak and I'll ask people, how many of you read Think and Go Rich? And, you know, 100 hands go up out of 100 people. Great, greatest book of all time. How many of you actually found the secret? And it's Think and Go Rich. Think is the important part. That's the first word. How many of you actually do what he says the six steps in chapter two on a daily basis? Maybe I'll get one or two hands. How many of you two have it written down 
and look at it on a daily basis in the morning and in the evening or have it memorized and and see there it's zero list yeah and so we have information this is what uh, bob proctor calls the knowing doing gap right we know if we do this he tells us we will get rich and yet we don't do it and we know if we don't eat that cake for dessert and go to the gym and exercise that we'll get in better shape and yet we don't do it why and that's where you have to start to understand your programming in your subconscious mind. And so you referenced Dr. Joe Dispenza earlier. It, and finally, it's becoming more mainstream, understanding the science of the brain. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, all yeah. these guys are just phenomenal people to follow. And so we become what we think about. And so it's so important, again, to program your goal, like you said, Lance, and drill it into yourself and put that in your, in your mind every morning and every night before you go to bed instead of uh, – Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like how many people actually do that? Like what it says in the book, like how many people literally follow it? Like nobody, but when people say, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. It doesn't work. Yeah. But did you do it exactly the way it said? Did you do it exactly the way it said? Like, I don't think 99% of people can't say yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because Again, Lance, I go back to their programming. They don't really truly believe it's possible. Yeah, that's true. But if I say, Lance, by December 31st, 2020, I will have in my possession a sum of $3 million, uh, which will come to me from various sources. And in return for that, I'm willing to do A, B, and C and have unwavering faith. Now, people get stuck in the how, Lance. They're like, well, there's no way. How in the world am I going to do that by, in six months? Well, anything's possible. We've proven that. If you look back over history, anything's possible. Yeah. I, and I share my stories, my own stories. I know anything's possible. How do you get that belief? Like, how do you fully believe in yourself? Like, how can somebody, how do, how do you tap into that? Because someone's asked me, you know, what is the one thing that, you know, you believe is the most important thing? I've been asked this kind of question. And I, I always say belief or faith or whatever. How does somebody develop that true belief or faith in what they're doing? I think it all starts with our self-image lens of ourselves. And there's a great book, Cycle Cybernetics. I don't know if you've oh, read it. Great, great book. Uh, I had to finally come to a place where I had to acknowledge to myself that John Tellerico did not like himself and could not look at himself in the mirror. So now here I am. And that's not why we're here, Lance. We're here to have love and joy and happiness and be excited every day. So what can we do if those of you guys are listening and having the same trouble? What can we do? First, get honest with yourself. If you're in pain or suffering or have been through some dark stuff, then share that with somebody. At least reach out and let people know that, that you're, you're suffering. Next, take action. Start to do something to change the thinking and the image you have of yourself. So what did I do? I start, I printed, and, and it seems crazy, but you guys, trust me, it works. I read that self-confidence formula every morning in front of a mirror for six months. And then I did my gratitude list and focus on the good things in life. And this is a hard lesson to learn, but when you learn it, it's so freeing. Find the good in everything. There's a lesson there. Find the good. What is the good in this, this four months? We already talked about it earlier, Lance. Parents have probably spent more time communicating and being around their children than, than they've ever had before. People have been able to do things and start things and start new, new careers and courses and podcasts and, and business ventures that they've never thought that they would ever have the time to do. So there's always a lesson in something. And then forgiveness lens. You, you, you know, the past is gone. 
you know, you know, Steve Jobs, everyone quotes his quote, you can connect the dots looking back. Well, my dots connected and spelled the word drama, right? You have to let that go and you have to let yourself and you have to forgive yourself. I used to beat myself up for many years, Lance, over the choices mm -hmm. and things that, that I made and the things that happened. So it's very easy to use that as a reason to stay stuck. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing is when you're speaking and when you're sharing, you don't want to use the stage either for therapy, but you want to be able to share your message in a way that you can give people hope that if they're suffering right now, Lance, and you know, the suicide rate is so bad and, and people are, you know, young kids are so, um, they're just out of sorts because they see these images on social media and there's no possible way that they can live up to that. And they think love and kindness and popularity is uh, amount of number of followers you have or likes you get. We need to go back to our core values. And, and again, all the things that are free, love, kindness, self-respect for everybody, every human being, no matter what color you are, no matter where you're from. So that's, I think the gift in what's happening right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's important because I, you brought up beating yourself up and I think we're very similar in a few, in, in our ways, you know, from just hearing, you know, you're a little bit of like your background growing up. And for me, you know, I've been getting to the root of that, of why I beat myself up. And a lot of it was based on, you know, for my dad, I think he was doing his best, but I got the love when I was performing in sports in school. If I didn't, then I'd get yelled at or screamed at. And I, I have that feeling and I've been processing that lately of beating, beating the shit out of myself way too often. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to break free from that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, no, I know very yeah. well. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard, but not impossible. And the, yeah. the most important thing is, is to know that how and where that, the, how you are now yeah. was programmed way back then. Yeah. To recognize and have awareness of, okay, the results I'm getting now are a direct relation to how I'm thinking. How I'm thinking is stuck into my past that was programmed into me, the, the challenges and difficulty in relationship with your father. For other people, it's, you know, people, some people have been through some horrible, horrific things, some very dark days. Uh, but we can always get through those things, Lance. And yeah. so your show uh, is giving people hope. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. So is yours, man. Your, your show's awesome. It's, you know, it's so important to be able to understand that everybody's got that million in you and like that million dollar idea, that million dollar thing inside of them. They really do. Yeah. Thank you, Lance, for a little plug. Yes. Uh, oh, of course. It, it's, it's really about people understanding that they have genius inside them. They have greatness yeah. in them. And I call it the million in you because it's, and for some people, maybe it's not the million dollars that they want, but maybe it's helping a, a million kids around the world. Maybe it's um, donating a, a million pair of shoes, or maybe it's just you know becoming a teacher. But it's that one spot, that one unique thing, that gift. You know, some people call it their why, their purpose, but it's that reason why we're here, Lance. It's that one unique gift. And so, what I like to do, I know what you're doing, is helping people see that, and then to bring it out. Know that it's there, first of all, and then let's figure out a way to get it out so that the world is a better place because of you having been here. Love it, man. Where can we check you out? Where's the best place to learn more about you? Go to johntolerico.com or you can go to millionandyou.com. Uh, my podcast is the Million and You podcast as well. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. Top 100 podcast, huh? 
We, you know, again, that's uh, killing it. Now I want to give a little shout out to you and your team. You guys done uh, an amazing job uh, taking care of stuff for me on the, on the production side. If any of you guys are wanting to start a podcast, you got to look up Lance and his team. They're amazing. And that's a, again, when you have the right mindset and you have the right message, Lance, anything's possible with it. After the first week of launching, it was in the top 50 in the United yeah. States in entrepreneurship. Yeah, so. that's, that's, and if you guys listening in the United States, that's a tough thing to do. You don't just do that. Like that's, you know, you got to have like a good show and you got to have people behind it. And not, I don't even know what the stat is, but majority of people won't hit that. And it's, and it's again, awesome. just kind of let people know that what I teach and what we talk about here, Lance, really works. Totally. My first guest was Les Brown. Yeah. My first guest was Les. So, man, you got a lot of value. I got a lot out of this just, just right. talking with you. And I know people did too, because sometimes I like to ask the question from my own perspective because I know what people are going through. I, I know that the stuff that I'm talking about is what people are thinking. So, Man, thank you so much for coming on here. I really oh, you're very welcome. It's really, I'm, I'm just pleased and touched. I'm so glad that, you know, that nothing was prepared. <laughs> it just, you and I just being just real and authentic and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, I got no notes. I was like, I, I sometimes I will sometimes, but today I was feeling like on it and I'm like, I'm just going to roll with how it goes. And I love that because sometimes being over prepared too many questions it like it, it like messes the flow of like what i actually want to talk about and right. yeah man so if one question though i do always wrap up at the end is i ask everybody this yeah out of all the the adversity the struggles the challenges you've been through what is the number one lesson that adversity has taught you to never give up plans to never give up, no matter all the things, and there's some uh, things I share with you uh, that have happened to me, to never give up, to know that those things do not define you, that you can create each new day a uh, new life and have it manifest and be and do whatever you want in the world. Well said, my friend. Well said. <laughs> all right, everybody. Make sure to check out John Tellerico. We're going to have everything in the show notes for you. The Million in You podcast, top 50 entrepreneurship podcast. You don't want to, you want to make sure you check that out. Don't miss it. And go over there, subscribe, leave him a five-star review, show him some love. It's an amazing podcast and love you guys. Catch you soon. Thanks everybody. Go check out John's work. He's awesome. As you can hear. He's incredible at what he does. And I got so much out of this. Super grateful that we've been able to connect and we get to work together on a regular basis. So go for, first of all, go follow his or go check out his podcast, subscribe million and you podcast and follow him on social media. He's a great guy doing amazing things. So much love everybody. Catch you next time.